Hi, everyone. I'm Laura. This is Diane. Welcome to Promises Podcast. We're so excited that you're here joining with us. Last week, we talked about conquering the giants in the land, slaying those giants. And guess what? Who's better at slaying giants than mama's Mother's Day is approaching? So we're going to be talking about passing the baton of faith and celebrating Mother's Day. So when we talk about passing that baton of faith, I think of Timothy. Mm -hmm. I think of Timothy, and we're also talking about Mother's Day. And I love this portion of scripture because we get to find out how Timothy came to faith. You know, His backstory. His backstory. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to read from 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. And it says, I remember, Paul's writing to Timothy, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift of God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline or sound mind. Yes. And I love that portion of scripture because we see that baton being passed yes, through generations. Definitely. We see Lois passes it to Eunice, Eunice passes it to Timothy, and that goes on grandmother to mom to son. But what I also find interesting is who is not mentioned. Mm. The father is not mentioned. Interesting, yes. And we don't know if his father had passed away. We don't know. Maybe his father was in the military or not able right. to be home. We don't know the story. But what we do know is that it went from grandmother to mom to Timothy. And Timothy was a first century church leader. Right. Right? Like right. he was an asset to Paul. Paul, mm. he was a friend of Paul. And Paul had laid hands on him so that he could lead the church. And um and I find it amazing and wonderful and encouraging because some there's single moms out there. Right. Yes. And grandmas raising grandchildren. And this is that legacy, That's grandma, beautiful. mom to son. And not that fathers aren't important. Of course they're important. Um, we need good godly fathers in this world. But moms are important. And moms can, by their example and by their life, pass the baton of faith on to their sons. And their sons can walk with the Lord. That's beautiful. And to their daughters, of course. Of course, of course. And so, you know, I love what it says in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Talk about the Lord when you rise up, when you mm. go to sleep, you know, when you're cooking, when you're cleaning and your leisure. Write it on the doorposts. And so I wanted to ask you, Diane, how do you make your house a home? I'm not talking cooking, cleaning, decluttering, you know, organizing your garage. I'm talking about how do you make your house a home where Jesus is welcomed. Hmm. Well, I think it begins with welcoming Jesus. Mm. Um, and, and that begins with me being in the word, right? So good. Um, spending that time with Jesus, um, opening my word, setting um, the Lord as a priority, um, where Jesus isn't on the periphery, oh my but he's gosh. at the center. A million right? amens to that. Right? Yes. Because Jesus, we can live our Christian lives with Jesus on the periphery. Right. I think that we are very brainwashed to have boxes in our lives. Here's my exercise box and here's my work box mm -hmm. and here's my family box and here's my, I go to church, my Jesus box. And you're right. The Lord says, oh no, excuse me. I'm supreme. I'm the sovereign God, mm -hmm. the ruler of your heart, your marriage, your children, right. your hobbies, 
everything. I want to permeate and invade every area of your life. And that's why I love the Deuteronomy 6. Mm -hmm. Because, you you know, I think that you and I have talked a lot about outside of the podcast. People talk from the pulpit and, and podcasts and various platforms having devotions. Right. But what does that look like? If you're a first generation Christian, if you're um, like a Timothy, but you didn't have the blessing of a godly Bible reading, praying grandma and mother, and you're now a mom, how do do I have devotions with my littles? Mm -hmm. They're playing, they're rambunctious. You know, I have a special needs child. My 14-year-old son has autism. He's not going to sit and let me read with him. So when we go on our nature walks, Isaac, look, look at the hummingbird. Jesus made the hummingbird. Right. Isaac, look at the moon. God made the moon. The earth. God made the earth. Exactly. He's on the swing. I'm singing Jesus Loves Me, teaching him, talking about the Lord all the time. And so you're right. You're welcoming him in. But I think, too, the idea of having a devotion, I think... Um, we then can be part of that checklist, right? That compartmentalization. Oh, I did my devotion, check. Rather than having a devoted life. A devoted life is different than doing your devotion. If that makes sense. 100%. What I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, I think so much better to incorporate the Lord into all your your day. So my daughter just had her formal, Mm -hmm. right? And um, it was wonderful. They had a great time. I'm so thankful they were able to do that. But when we're going to buy her dress, it's a matter of prayer. Lord, may it be honoring to you. Lord, may we be wise with our finances and the money that we spend on this, you know, one-time wear dress. Right. Um, Lord, may it be appropriate. Like, there's a lot to pray for because finding something that is um, flattering, right. stylish, but modest is not an easy task. And on a budget. And on a budget. <laughs> right? So, but in, in that small thing... We're and teaching, by God in it. We're teaching that yes, God rules even it. over that. So I remember one time as we're sharing some stories and examples, real life examples, again, having a special needs child, I remember one day they had this random day off. I, I want to say it was Veterans Day. It was middle of the week Wednesday off. Olivia didn't have school. Isaac didn't have school. I think Chuck did have work. I, I don't recall, but the kids were home. And because Isaac has special needs, it's hard to do certain type of outings. Well, uh, being the wonderful coupon lover that I am, I had a coupon for Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. And so I said, Olivia, wouldn't it be fun to go to Chuck E. Cheese? I said, but I don't know if Isaac can handle that. It's loud, the sensory exposure, and there might be a lot of kids because it's the day off. I said, we're going to pray. Right. I said, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God. I said, we might be able to go in and stay 30 minutes or we might be able to stay two hours. We're going to have to go based on Isaac's comfort, but let's pray. And I remember later in the evening, we did go. We didn't stay forever, but we enjoyed ourselves. I remember thinking, when else, if I didn't have a special needs child, would I pray before entering a Chuck E. Cheese? But because mm-hmm. of the uniqueness of our family and the dynamic, the Lord said, you need to humble yourself and depend on me even for this little outing. Depend on him for, for all things. everything. Yes. You know, I think of, and that's what the inviting him in, I I, I mean, I'm right. talking about. Right. I remember when my son was two, he did not like his teeth being brushed. Mm-hmm. I, literally, I would be in the flesh on the daily, twice a day, <laughs> right? Morning and evening. Because he just fought it. There was a season. He just and now he's it. in dental school. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he's has beautiful a, teeth. Amazing <laughs> hygiene, my son. Um, but at that age, he just oh, fought. Yeah. And so no joke, I would literally have to lay him down, straddle him, plug his nose so that he would open his mouth so that I could get the toothbrush in and, and clean those teeth. I had to pray 
before yeah. brushing oh, my yeah. son's teeth right. so that I wouldn't be in the flesh, so that I wouldn't be um, angry or so that, I mean, but I would do what needed to be done. And, um, and so in all things, as we raise our kids from, you know, infant, you know, we're bringing yes. them home from the mm-hmm. hospital, right? We're praying. We're exhausted. We're, we're sleep deprived. We're praying, praying for their every future. Step of yes. the way. We're praying, Lord, may, may I get them in the car seat. May I, you know, <laughs> and all, right. may we get home safely. May they not cry on the journey home because you don't know it's how so to navigate new, right, all of that. Right. But that dependence, yes. that dependence yes. on the Lord, the Lord wants us dependent on him in all things. Right. Not, I got it. I can do it myself. I don't need your help here. And I think sometimes parenting and family life can be very cultural or very historical so well my mom Mm. and every Tuesday was taco Tuesday and so that's what we're doing and so you and I've talked about this and we studied it in our in our group before God's at War Mm -hmm. by Kyle Eidelman and it's your heart is a battlefield and basically where are those idols? You know, Lord, I don't want to have any idols. I don't want to have how my mom did it to be an idol. I don't want to have how Susie's doing it be, to be an right. idol. You know, seek first the kingdom of God. Proverbs 14, 1, the wise woman builds her home, but the foolish one tears it down. So we're creating that atmosphere. And I just want to encourage you all to seek the Lord in how to raise your specific children because God created them and entrusted you to be their mama. And so we don't want to have an idol of how a home should look because how your home looks is going to be different how my home looks. But the common thread is Jesus. Exactly. So with my Isaac, how I teach him the Lord or, you know, I don't really have regular devotions with him, but I mean, I pray out loud all the time and he's hearing that. Or we pray at night together. Or if I'm reading the Bible, he knows first thing in the morning, mom's reading her Bible. And so it's going to look different, I guess is what I'm saying. And so we don't want to make our home an idol. And it's going to look different with each child. Exactly. Because what you do yes. with Olivia is going to be different than when you do with Isaac. Right. And that's not um, exclusive to having a special needs child. Right. I think that's um, all children, and they're different. Right. One will groan and complain every every breath through the reading. You know, another will sit and listen and offer. Wide-eyed and excited. Yeah, raising their hands and wanting to contribute. As Olivia got older, my husband Chuck would sometimes say, I want you to do the devotion. And I I know you as a um, teacher. It's so delightful when they say, can I share with you what I read in my own private time? Yes, please. Or what they don't agree with or Mm -hmm. understand or are confused about. I mean, I remember just a couple weeks ago, my son was like, hey, I got to talk to you about what I just read in Judges. Like, I am just... this is just crazy. I have issue. I think I know said. what he talked about. Right, the right? end of Judges is the most disturbing, <laughs> disgusting chapters. <laughs> but I said, babe, remember context. This is what life was like when in God that, is forgotten. Mm-hmm. God was forgotten, so each one did what was right in their own eyes. Right. The Bible's not saying that this is how you don't chop up a woman and send her to the, all the right. tribes right. to rally them together. Right. You, no. But they did that because they were godless at the time. And so we get to have these conversations um, when we're open and we have that um, home where Jesus is invited in, where he's welcomed so that they can read on their own and then we get to come back and discuss. My children are very independent. They don't like being read to. (laughs) I'll do it myself Mm -hmm. would be the quote of both of my children. Great. Mm. I'm not going to stifle that. Go read. Right. And then, hey, mom, guess what I was reading? Or my daughter, mom, you know what I learned? 
You know yes. what? First, I mean, when yes. I walk into a room and I see when they scriptures posted. It. When they initiate exactly. it, yeah. And, it's so exciting. And so knowing your children, maybe your child is all receptive about, oh, yes, teach me, teach me. You know, but maybe your child wants to venture on and have their own journey right. as far as reading. Um, but I, I love, and I want to just read one more thing about Timothy, um, because I love what's written here in 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17, 14 through 17. Yeah. No. Yes. And it says, um, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Mm. You know, they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say all Scripture is inspired by God. And we have that lovely, amazing verse of the power of God's Word. Mm -hmm. But I love what's written here. Because since childhood, you have been taught. And you made a good point. Isaac knows First thing, 5.35 in the morning, you're in your word. That means more than anything, I think, that example. Because I'm not, oh, kids, let's do our devotion. Let me read to you. They're seeing you seek the Lord for yourself, right? for your life, that you, you can't do it apart from dependence upon the Lord. If I'm in my word every morning and the kids see my Bible out, my notes out, they, even if they come in after I'm, I've finished reading, they know that that's the priority of mom. Yes. And those things get... so good. They get transferred. They get... That baton gets passed when I walk into... When we're doing it. When we're doing it, but then I walk past my son's room to get something, and I see before work, he's got his Bible open. Right. That baton's been passed. You know, so one time um, I was getting... The kids were getting ready for school, and I put Isaac in the car, and I ran back in the house to grab something, and Olivia was not quite ready. And I heard something, and I thought it was the internet or YouTube or a, a, a worship song, but she was praying. Mm. And so I didn't want to intrude, but I listened, and it was so beautiful. And we got in the car, and I said, Olivia, were you praying? Were you listening to a prayer? And she said, oh, I didn't know you were in the house. I said, I, I didn't mean to embarrass right. you or anything. I said, I didn't want to intrude. I just happened to hear the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And she goes, yeah, mom, I was praying. And so our kids are gleaning where our power source comes from. I mean, when your phone is on red on 1%, you plug it in. So in the morning, we plug into Jesus. Mm-hmm. Throughout the day, we plug into Jesus. We are constantly connecting to our life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, he said. But our kids are watching. Right. Is that really true for mom? Is that really true for and dad? And they can catch a counterfeit like this. Exactly. Oh, we, you know, my husband did junior high ministry for years. And, you know, kids are open. Junior high kids are open. And uh, they say a whole lot. <laughs> and, um, and I remember one girl just saying... Yeah, my mom's a, a believer. Just don't get her mad. Oh. oh, I was just having a conversation with a young man. Um, he, well, he's married now, and um, he has three children. And just the struggle and the conflict within the home all the while attending church mm. and how it's fractured their relationship. Mm-hmm. I was so brokenhearted because, you know, as we have these kids in junior high, we don't know what's going right. on behind the scenes. Right. But they can catch a counterfeit. And... Do I measure up to be holy for I am holy? No, I'm a sinner. I make mistakes, but I ask for forgiveness. Right. We have to humble ourselves. Yes. We are on this journey as well, and we're going to blow it. 
because we live in a sinful world and we're sinners. The Lord is mindful that we are but dust. Yes. But even in that, if I go to my children and I say, I was wrong here, I I was unkind or I was uh, quick to judge or I was critical. Or I was too strict on this area. Or I took your ways. phone away for a week and that was a harsh punishment for the crime or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and scripturally, what are we to do? The punishment is to fit the crime. Right. Right. right, that's the and whole. Sometimes it's grace, and sometimes it's law. So and we have to balance. pray for the wisdom Absolutely. to know the difference. And I, I mean, we've unfortunately, and I know many people listening would would echo this. We've lost a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. relatives, sure, COVID, uh, various things, and 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 there's been death for you know cancer, lots of different people that have gone to heaven. And so what happens after a funeral, Diane? You you marinate. You think about that person. You think about your interactions with them, the aroma that they left, the impact they had on you, the legacy, um, maybe the things unsaid that you wish you would have said. And so I think, would it be awesome if we walked sober-minded, circumspe- circumspectly thinking, what are Olivia and Isaac going to say about me exactly. when I'm in heaven or you know, at, at the service? What's going to be said? And so I think that we're so into, you know, today, our fitness, our goals, our retirement plans, our vacations, our sports, you know, the where I'm going for dinner, what brunch am I going to have on Mother's Day? We, for, we lose sight of that true legacy, that true picture. I mean, Proverbs 31 woman. I remember one time some lady said, I hate the proper sort of a woman. I just want to throw the chancla or the sandal at her because I could never be her. Mm-hmm. And I read this book and I've shared this with you before and still she laughs by Kate Merrick. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the Proverbs 31 woman and still she laughs as part of Proverbs 31. And she says, this is not a real woman. This is God's ideal or the goal of of who we want to be like you know there's a lot of talking about children is a proverbs 31 woman mandatory to have children of course not you can be single and be a proverbs 31 woman do you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying but i think that we can be so rigid at times and so for example i am not the best chef or the best baker in fact i can't even bake if i bake cookies it triggers isaac so there's very different dynamics. You know, Chuck is, can't eat red meat. So I'm not right there on the grill. I know there's some women and families that they're barbecuing up a storm. I can't make certain foods because my husband's, you know, health restrictions. Then we have Isaac restrictions. So food is not my big thing, right? But I'm very loving. You know, I'm I'm very loving and I like nature and I take Isaac on walks. And so I know that Isaac's legacy, if he was able to communicate isn't going to necessarily say my mom made me three the course meals. meals. Sure. No, but he would say, you know, my mom snuggled with me. My mom blew up the balloons for me. She would sit by me when I would go in the pool or, or whatever. So I think that we have to be mindful of well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, essentially moms, mothers, parents, we are servants. Right. But if I'm right here, me time, self-care, what I got to do, what is that? showing my children I mean, i'm not discounting you know eating healthy and exercise and going to the spa once in a while I but you what understand saying. what yes, i'm yes. saying right i do and i think the lord has called us all to serve our families right okay? right and, and and with that i mean even if you're just even if you're a christian Male, female, doesn't matter. We are called to deny ourselves. We are called to lay yes. down our lives daily. We are called to consider others as more important than ourselves. 
And, and in that dying, I think just motherhood gives us a million and a <laughs> half times a thousand opportunities Life lessons of that, to do right. that, to live right. that out. And yes. I mean, if you're a nursing mom, it's not about you at all. Oh, you, you just reminded I mean, me of a wonderful example. So I have a friend, a sister in Christ, who she was telling me that her daughter would, would sass her, or mm-hmm. be smarty pants, you know. Sure. I don't, what, what do they say? You know, you're not the boss of me. I don't have you're to like, listen yes, to am. you, you know, when they're <laughs> five and six and seven sure. years old, right? You're, you know, I, I don't have to listen to you. Teacher Mrs. Jennifer at school said, you know, right. that, that sassy, sure. strong-willed. Yeah. And she said, Laura, I am so convicted. And I go, why? She goes, my daughter's behavior. And I said, why? And she goes, I haven't nipped this in the bud. Mm. God keeps telling me that I need to discipline her and I need to correct her. And I haven't addressed it. And, and it she grows. had a nasty tantrum yeah. at a birthday party. And the Lord said, this isn't even about her. It's about you mm. not correcting little sassy pets. And it's like mom up. <laughs> right? Mom up and do mom the up. job. Oh, I love it. Hashtag mom up. It, because I love it. it. It ain't easy to be a mom. It, no, it's not. I'm gonna be quite frank and real. It is the hardest thing I've ever done right. in my life. That's right. It humbles me right. more. It blesses me more. Mm. But is the nearest and dearest role in my life. Right. Um, right. I Absolutely. love being my husband's wife. Um, but a mama has a whole different aspect. Right. I mean, they grow inside of you. You birth them and you nurse them and that connection. Right. And you sacrifice for them. And then they say, I hate you. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, and that's yes. the reality. And right. It, but like also, that t-shirt says, mama ain't easy. You no, know, it's not. <laughs> it's not easy. But it, it's not for the faint of heart. No. But it's not about me. But then enter the chat being a godly mama. A whole different ballgame. But it's worth it. It's you know, so my girlfriend worth it. and I, you know her. I hope she listens. Sandy Mooneyhan. We were talking about when we get to heaven, the angels are saying, holy, holy, holy. And we say, worthy is the lamb. She says, I know, Laura, when we enter those gates and we see our Savior's face, we're going to say, worth it. Yeah. It was all worth it. Mm-hmm. All worth it. Every bit of it. Every tear. And I want my kids every there. Pain. Yes. I want yes. my kids there. Absolutely. So I need to be mindful. You were talking about that legacy. We all need to ask ourselves, what do I want my kids to say about right. me? And yes. so now make adjustments. Start living in a way that will cause them to say what I want them to say about me. You know, it's so crazy because the other book that I brought to share with our viewers, listeners, uh, Tony Evans, Crystal Evans, her Kingdom mm-hmm. Woman. We studied this one as well. And please get this. Buy it for mom for Mother's Day. <laughs> this is a great book. We studied it. But the irony is uh, Lois passed away mm-hmm. at the end of us studying this. Right. She went to heaven. And, I mean, they left this beautiful legacy of instead of giving donations Bless your pastor's wife with flowers in honor of Lois Mm -hmm. Evans when she went to heaven. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And she was just an amazing, godly woman. She had a praying mom. Yes. And you know what? It's really neat because when you meet godly women that had godly moms who had godly moms, Ruth Bell Graham and Ann Graham Lotz, Mm -hmm. and you see these these legacy of women, you can tell. There's There's almost like a regal like 
ain't nothing gonna touch me. I I got God. Grandma had God. You know that that, that heritage legacy. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Grit and not Grit. a self confidence no, 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 at no, no, all, no. but a complete dependence, which gives you strength on Jesus, yes. right? Because He's your strength. He's your rock. He's your foundation. And you know, as women, and as the battle of cancer is fought, and oh. and you might say lost, but she's in glory. Right. That's what the yes. Lord used to bring yes. her home. And, and and they have legacy of, you know, grandmother, mother, daughter, you know, generations, Aunties, cousins, you know, everybody living for the Lord in vocally, you know, not behind closed doors, if you will. Right. And, and with that, though, God gives us all different roles that we play. Some of us serve him in obscurity. Praise the Lord. You will be honored in eternity. Some of us in front of people, praise the Lord. You will be honored in eternity. And there's also all different types of of moms or women. You know, as I was going through Mother's Day is approaching and looking at all the moms, you know, you see Sarah and Isaac, Rebecca had Esau and Jacob, Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, Hannah had Samuel, Uh, Manoah's wife had Samson, Elizabeth had John the Baptist. Each one of these women struggled with infertility. Wow. Each one. They, they, their husbands, many of them were begging the Lord that yes. the Lord would open their wounds. And they were wounds. godly And they husbands. were godly mm-hmm. husbands and some not so much. I mean, you know, but it's like amazing how God had a call on their life that included this trial. But again, each one of their, their sons had a call on their life. Yes. You know, I think of Hannah, right? Hannah prayed and prayed and, and Elkanah had another wife because Hannah right. could not bear him mm-hmm, children. And that's mm-hmm. what they did at the culture at the time. And so she had, you know, all these children, five or more children, and she Panina, would mock Hannah. and she mm-hmm. would mock Hannah and Hannah would weep and she would pray. And then she said, God, if you bless me with a child, I will give, give him, him to back you. to you. That's right. And, and what amazes me about Hannah is she does. Yes. She follows through on that commitment, but what, not that she did that, but that she gave entrusted Samuel to the Lord but to Eli, whose sons were horrid and were killed by the Lord because they were so evil. And this is what you get when you read your Bible (laughs) and you fall in love with the Old and the New Testament. You remember stories like this and the details. Yes, Eli's sons were very naughty, very evil, wicked, sinful. Fill in the adjective. They were bad dudes. But not Samuel. Not Samuel. And so Hannah obeyed and, and kept her vow. And he, here Eli- Handed him went, off, right. And his raised, and he is a mighty man of God. Yes. And he's a prophet uh, to the nations. He's the one that anoints Saul and then King David. Mm-hmm. And then you think of women like Esther and Deborah, right? These awesome women of the Bible. We don't read that they had children of their own, mm-hmm. but Esther was a mother to her nation. Yes, she Esther was. Esther saved, was used by God to save her nation. She put herself, she sacrificed herself. She put herself at the king's mercy to stand on behalf of her people. And God used her beauty. And God used I her, love that yes, because she does physical it, beauty. Right. She didn't put herself out there. She listened to the eunuch mm-hmm. who told her, you know, don't wear all the makeup and the jewels. Be subtle because that's what King likes. And she she listened to him. She was very humble. There's so many beautiful characteristics in Esther. Mm-hmm. And she was beautiful to behold, right. you know? And so I just, I love that about her. And then you think of Deborah, right? She led in a very sinful time in the book of Judges. And she was a leader, not only, she was a prophetess, and but a she was a judge. Mm-hmm. And so she was a mother to the nation of Israel and she ruled well. I mean, she was such an amazing ruler that it's time to go to battle. And she calls the warriors and says, it's time for battle. And the king's like, or the 
I can't, I'm escaping his name right now, but the, the it sounds Balek. Barack. I was going to say, it It sounds like Obama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so he, right, is like, well, I'm not going to go go unless you go with with me. me. Right. Right? And it's like, that's her strength. Right. That was her, um, her legacy. Like, and she did, she stood up and said, okay, I'll go with you. But, uh, the battle's going to be won or the king's going to be taken from a woman. From a woman. Yes. So Sarah is killed by JL, who, like, she was gnarly, right? She takes With a tent bag and, and the tent. Panthers it through the side of the, the skull. Like, amazing women yes. that are gnarly doing great things. Conquering and, giants. Right, conquering giants of their time. Right? I mean, absolutely. And we can learn from them. There is so much in scripture. There is so much of these women, these mothers, these mothers of nations, these, um, that we get to learn from both good and bad. That's so true. So, so true. Beautiful Esther. Right. Beautiful Ruth. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ruth, loyal, faithful, widowed, no son. Courageous. Courageous. To go to another land, the people group that she doesn't know. And serves her mother in law. It's so beautiful. Her mother-in-law who was bitter. And she's still a template of loyalty to continue on. You know, I always think of Orpah. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> she just out. She, she I just ain't doing leaves. it. She just leaves. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're right. There's so many beautiful examples. And then the contrast, the ungodly examples. Yes. I mean, one of the shortest things, remember Lot's wife. Right. You know, we look at her. And we need Sam's, to remember. Samson's, you know, troubles with Delilah. Um, so many uh, carnality. You know, right. the, the harlots and the women that would lure men. Yes. The the one I mentioned the other day in the proverb, the adulterous woman, right. her lips drip like honey. So there's all of these examples. And I think that when you read the Bible, you see the character traits of the godly woman, the godly mother, the godly grandma, um, wife that you want to be. Mm-hmm. But it but we don't really see these examples on TV, right? in movies, on a billboard, in the culture, but we see it in Becky Vallejo, my mom, Coy Galindo, right. your mom, Margaret Bravo, Robin Blank. There's so many examples of godly women that have taught us how to be a Proverbs 30 right. woman. They've modeled it. My husband's in education. You're in education. The best way to teach oftentimes is to Model it. Right. Don't just tell me phonics. Can I hear you say it, Miss Diane? Right. So we see the template. We see a woman of God and we say, oh, she was faithful when her husband went to work. She took care of the children or she had to work and juggle, you know, working part time and managing the household. But she didn't crowd out Bible study. Right. She was still faithful. She led prayer groups. You know, you you see it. You visually see it lived out. Francie, JD's mm-hmm. mama, right? Beautiful women, mighty women of valor, the Deborahs of the world. But we can we get to see them, and we applaud all you mamas and the many more that we haven't said by name. Kathy Montabias. Our church is full of them. We are so very blessed. That's, yeah, that's what I. That's we what we I'm are trying so to get very at. blessed. There are so many wonderful, godly women. I'm so thankful for, and I think we need to know the women of the Bible. We need to know them better than we know TV characters on yes. shows and sitcoms Thank you. And, or, or, or whatever else is out there. Something um, binge-worthy, as the kids say okay. these days. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, right? we need to know them, but we also need to find real-life examples. And whether it's Elizabeth Elliot and you're reading about her, um, you're seeing how she lived out some 
difficult situations, um, women in in our lives that we get to see and thank them. Thank you, godly women. Thank you, godly aunts and godly grandmothers and and, uh, godly women in this church. Mentors, people that have taken you and encouraged you by how they live. And I encourage you to find those women and thank them. Write a card of thanks. Write a letter of thanks. Go up to them and say, thank you for the influence you've been in my life. And be her. Ladies that you're watching this, be her. Maybe you didn't have a godly legacy in a mom or an auntie, a Nina, a grandmother. Maybe you were raised, you know, by people that were on drugs or uh, hurt you or said or cut you with words. You know, I, I've heard so many stories of parents say, you know, you're not worth anything or you're dumb or you're not going to amount to anything. Those are lies. When you get to know your Abba Father, he is the most gracious, loving God. He cares about you. And so you pour in loving, kind, truthful words over your children. Going to the Old Testament, what did uh, Esau crave? A blessing. Don't you have any blessing for me, dad? Mm, Yeah. And our kids are craving a blessing. Right. That's why they're scrolling, moms. They're craving a blessing. The like. How many likes did I get today? You know, and then it's kind of funny. We're talking about moms and Mother's Day, and we got to study the women of the Bible. I, you know, total amen to that. But I started thinking about the men that are working, that are not in the home. They're conquering. You mentioned the military or they're in the workplace. Some men have to work long, hard hours. And I thought about this really neat passage in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now David came to the 200 men who were weary. They couldn't follow David, but they were staying at the brook Besor. So this is part of the conquests. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they didn't go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered except for every man's wife and children. And he goes on, David said, my brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us and delivered us into the hand, the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. So shall they share alike. So it was from that day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. So what does this have to do with Mother's Day? Well, as We're Diane keepers mentioned, of the stuff. we are keepers <laughs> of the stuff. And that's exactly what I want, wanted to say. Yeah. Many moms and grandmas, you're there. You're making the lunches. You're doing the laundry, cooking, cleaning, prepping, staying up late at night, packing, you know, cutting out the crusts of your little baby's sandwich, prepping things that you, you it's endless. A mom's legacy of love in her servant tasks are endless. And sometimes as moms, as women, we can be a little jealous, a little envious of the husband that gets the employee of the month award or the bonus on the check for the sales, or they get to go to a missions trip to Israel or Japan or places abroad, or they serve at church and we're the keepers of the stuff. Woe is me. I have no place in God's kingdom. Absolutely not false. You are a keepers of this stuff and you share in the spoils of the fruit that your husband labors in. And do not despise the days of small things. That's right. Though I do not think that um, keeping the home is a small thing. I think it is an essential thing. And because even in our culture, our nation as a whole, that's fallen away, we can see what it's done to our right. society. The decay. It, the decay, exactly. Yes. And so we're talking about these women of the Bible and it's whether, you know, it's a wonderful woman like like an Esther, like a Ruth, or even, I mean, you look at Rachel, right? And how she encouraged her son to deceive 
his father, right? We have influence. Mm, Rachel could have encouraged her son to be honest, but she encouraged him to lie. And what becomes his name? Supplanter, trickster, right? Right. He'll catch it. Yeah, all those things. And it it causes um, division between Mm -hmm. the brothers. We can cause friction and division in our home by having favorites, by choosing one over another, wow. by encouraging deceit with the, the father. Um, don't tell dad. Don't tell dad right. this. Oh, sh- oh, I spent this on the credit card. We're not going to tell dad. Absolutely not. We need to be people of integrity and character. And we, as much as they can learn deceit from us as moms, they can learn honor. They can learn cherishing, respect, love, a good work ethic, Yes. right? And so I was thinking- That's so good. So encouraging. Oh, good. Because they're watching us. (laughs) They are watching us. And I was thinking, you know, I want to do a study on the wicked women of the Bible. (laughs) Wicked women of the Bible. Because (laughs) they are such fabulous examples of what not to do. Right. And right. I was thinking of like the worst of them all. And I think of Jezebel, right? Yes. Oh, she's holy. Yes. I mean, Delilah's pretty bad too. But um, Jezebel, you know, she was underhanded. She was domineering. She was without morals. Do you remember Naboth and his vineyard? Mm-hmm. Naboth had an amazing vineyard and Ahab the king wanted it. Right. He was jealous. He wanted it. And so he goes to Naboth and he's like, I want to buy your vineyard. And he's like, no, this is my family. That's it's not for right. sale. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, Ahab goes to his wife and he's like all depressed and whining. And I want the vineyard sulking, Mm -hmm. pouting, childish. And Jezebel's like, aren't you the king? Go get it then. Leave it to me. Right? What does she do? She goes in and has a a banquet for Naboth. And then she hires two scoundrels and says, I want you to say that he blasphemed the name of God. So they set up this banquet in honor of Naboth, and then they have scoundrels, liars that she pays off to lie about Naboth. And what do they do? They take him out of the city. They have him stoned. And then she's like, all done, Ahab, you can have the vineyard. She was wicked. She was evil. I mean, you would think that's happening like today in our government, right? This Jezebel woman. Yes. She's horrible. She's so vile. I mean, they sacrifice their children to Molech. God says enough is enough. Ahab and Jezebel, and they're killed. And their ends, you have to read Kings, not very good ends, right? And it's like, then Ahaziah rules. And scripture says that he does evil in the Lord's sight, following the example of his father and mother. Yep, I remember this. And so Mm -hmm. as as you read, like, so wickedness got passed down from generation Mm. to generation. But then, you know, Jezebel has another child. She has a daughter. And so um, the daughter ends up marrying Jehoram, the king of Judah, right? Well, Judah and Israel are divided right now. Ahab and Jezebel ruled Israel, but Jehoram ruled Judah. And Jehoram marries Jezebel's daughter. And what does the word say? But Jehoram followed the example of the kings of Israel and was as wicked as Ahab's father. And what's the why? For he had married one of Ahab's daughters. Wow. Influence. Mm -hmm. That wickedness is passed on from generation to generation because of the wickedness of Jezebel. The wickedness of Ahab goes through kingdoms, Israel and Judah. And God's anger was provoked. And so we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make daily whether who we want to be, right. what we want to do, what legacy we want yes, to live. Yes. Do we want wickedness to be our legacy? Deceit? It can be. But do we want honor, following Jesus? What do I want? How do I want my children to raise my grandchildren? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I think of 
as you know, I, I get a lot of prayer requests yes. and a lot of mamas and grandmas and women have prodigals. Mm-hmm. And so for the mom or the grandma or the uh, or even if it's a niece or nephew, a relative that's a prodigal and maybe you've cared for them, you've nurtured them, you've mentored them, and they've walked away, you'd say, well, Diane, I'm hearing you. And I, I follow Jesus and I worship him in spirit and in truth and I'm in my word, but Miho has walked away or mm-hmm. my daughter has walked away. And you know, for that, I would encourage you keep praying for them, keep being that example. Of course, you're not going to compromise God's word. But one thing that I've seen is that that prodigal, when they need prayer, when they need a job, they're going into a surgery, mom, can you pray for me? And they They know know where to go and they know where you stand. But also bear in mind, their book's not finished being written. That's right. Amen. You can't quit in the middle of the novel, right? If their life was a book. Like you don't stop at chapter 15 when it ends on chapter 25 or 30. Right. Don't don't quit there. Don't grow weary in doing good. Amen. Continue to persevere. Continue to press on. Continue to do good and do what is right without compromise. But may I say, do all things in love. Yes. They know when we're irritated or bugged or you're not performing to my standards, so I'm annoyed. Yes. Mm-mm. Love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Merciful, loving, faithfulness. Press on and continue. And, and have that resolve. Like, don't give up because the end's not here yet. As long as they are breathing, there is hope. Amen. Amen. And I think that as moms and as just women in general, God has gifted us with a sensitivity to a spirit, everybody, I mean, men too, but I'm speaking specifically in honor of Mother's Day, for that that quickening of his blessed little gifts. For example, I'm thinking of a person, I'm going to drop off flowers to them. Or I'm thinking of so-and-so, I'm going to send them a text. There's a tenderness and a sensitivity to the Lord to reach out, to show compassion, to visit that person in the hospital. You know, my mom was so great of that. I had an aunt who was, um, she didn't get very many visitors. She mm-hmm. was uh, getting getting older and she lived in Orange County. You know, there's that terrible 57 freeway traffic. And my mom would say, you know, I know I'm going to be in traffic and I know it's going to be quite difficult, but I really want to go visit my sister. Mm. And it would just make my aunt's whole week mm. to have that visitor. But that was the tugging of the Lord we need to do that with our kids. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. We need to do that with our children and with anyone that God tells us and prompts us. You know, uh, little Johnny's been having a rough day. Why don't you get him in and out? Or even, after school, you know, those yeah, little acts of love. Small. It could be a note. Yes. It could be. It could be. Um, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I know the things that my son likes, the things that my daughter mm-hmm. likes. And if I buy a little something, a treat or whatever, and I just put a sticky on it. I said, thinking of you, love you, hope yes. you have a great day. And I just leave it in their room. And you know, they come out, oh, thanks, mom. Just the fact that you're mindful of them throughout the day. Because we do, right? Uh, you need, it's time for bed. You know, did okay. you study for the, uh, <laughs> yes. did you do the, dear, your chores aren't done. You yes. have to know. You were, little, we're always, right. always harping, Reminding, right? Reminding. Yes. And, and we need to be mindful and purposeful and just blessing them. But yes, Don't we exactly. love it when we receive it? Oh, yeah. And Spontaneous blessings. it's easier blessings. to do for a friend than it might be for your child that mouthed off to you before they went to school. Another thing that just popped into my head, and we're coming to a close soon, is it... Um, this is for us, but also for everyone listening. Don't hold grudges against your children. Right. You know, I, I, I 
have some friends and they have children that you just butt heads. You know, it happens. You mentioned favorites. Sometimes your daughter is just like you and you just bump heads with them or your son is just like dad and they leave their socks in the living room or whatever. Don't hold grudges with them because, you know, we only have one life. It's not worth it. You know, you can pray through it. Maybe they hurt you. Maybe they wronged you. You mentioned the I hate you comment. You know, sometimes our, our kids hurt us. They... They rip our heart out. You could just see it right there beating right next to you with their words, with their grades, with the disappointments, with the way they mistreat us, mistreat their father, mistreat their teacher. You know, how dare you? You know, I was praying with a friend the other day. She told me, Laura, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in my kids. Mm. And I just let her vent. But it's because she goes, I love them. Sometimes I don't like them because they're sinful behaviors. And I thought that's where that Proverbs 31 woman's coming out. When we want Jesus and we want to be holy and we see our kids falling after the world, we are disappointed. But it's not them. It's the sin that's ensnaring them, like we talked about last week. And Father, forgive them for they know not Amen. what they do. Yes. We have grace, to be grace. like Jesus. Yes. Like yes. they're making mistakes. They're not perfect. They right. are sinful. We are right. sinful. And what did I do when I was their age or going through right. a situation they were going through? Right. Or how would I do today? I love that movie, Freak, Freaky Friday, right? Where they, it's totally <laughs> oh, yeah, not so biblical in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but they switch places. Right. And the mama sees what she goes through, the daughter. And the daughter sees what the mama goes through. Right. And then there is grace and understanding. Empathy, yep. And empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think we need that. We need to, you know, they're going to say things. Haven't we said things? Yes. They're going to do things. Haven't we done things? Right. And I think if we would be quick to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know this hurts me. Lord, may I be mature enough to leave it at your feet That's right. and love like you loved, not because they deserve it, because they're my kid, because you've given me their gifts. That's right. And I don't know when it changed um, having children ceased being a gift. In society. And my brother and I, uh, brother-in-law and I were talking about this. And he's like, I think it happened about the time when birth control was invented. Mm. Where, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, we can postpone. Oh, we can. Where before, you know, you'd have prayers for people to like, oh, maybe, you know, on the honeymoon night, you'll be blessed with a, with a oh, baby. You yes. understand what I'm saying? Yes. And so that, that you have this cultural shift where, no, they're a blessing. They're a gift. Amen. We need to cherish them. And tell your kid today, no matter how distant you are from them or how wonderful your relation, you're a gift. Amen. You're a blessing. I am thankful for you. You made me a mom. And encourage them. Build them up. It's a privilege. It is a privilege to be a mom. And so absolutely shout out blessing upon blessing upon every mother. Share this with mothers. Share this podcast, this one, this episode. Share it with a mom, a friend that needs some encouragement. Don't forget to like and subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube or any of the platforms. We are just blessed and jazzed to talk about this. You know, so many good uh, women in the Bible. You know, I admire you, Diane. I love you to pieces. There's so many godly women that we see and so thank them thank them this mother's day you know give flowers to someone what is that saying that's going around right now give the flowers now give the flowers now tell your mom your grandma your aunt your whomever your pastor's wife that you love them and that you appreciate them and we just want to continue dialoguing and talking about the women of the bible and the the things in the bible and number one our favorite topic jesus he loves you we're crazy about him and we want you to be crazy about him too we'll see you next time Hold on.